It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let me bang you. I do let you bang. Let me bang you. Let me bang you. Let you bang you. Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus. Go for Jesus, people. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I am here with the great Sean McCorkle, who looks skinnier. You look, you look thinner, man. Um, Getting there. Uh, you look thinner. Uh, I don't know if you look happier, but you look definitely look thinner. Uh, yeah. You should be happy. You're well. I'm t- every t- week I try to tell you that you're one of the funniest people I ever met in my life, if not the funniest. Um, I just think you were born in the wrong body. But, yeah. uh, I mean, you have like a like a sinister, evil but funny. But you're on the right side uh, of of the comedy. But you're just so fucking huge. So I think I think people I think you scare people into knowing how funny you are. Uh, so what's going on? How was how was your week? Yeah, I was definitely born with the wrong spine. Yeah, no, I'm laying down here like I said. I'm about bedridden here lately. So it's been uh, my back's been really really bad. Not that that's interesting to talk about, but it's been extra uh, hellacious lately. So lots of fun. Bill, how are you? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yes, sir. Uh, cool, cool, cool. All right, nice. Uh, but Sean lost I, weight. Is that what I was hearing? Yes, McCorkle lost weight. Um, How'd you lose weight? What'd you do? Man, I'll tell you what. If I just don't eat carbohydrates, I'll lose like literally a pound to a pound and a half a day. Like if I can, if I just go ten days without eating carbohydrates, I'll be almost twenty pounds lighter. Like I just. Just can't eat any carbs. The problem is the first five days of doing that, I don't know if you've ever done that, but if you only eat meat and only drink water, it uh, after about five days, you're ready to lose your mind. But if you can make it past that fifth or sixth day, then it becomes normal, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah. when I do that, it doesn't help either that I take testosterone because my body holds more water than any man who's ever lived before. So when I take testosterone, it automatically puts 18 to 20 pounds of water weight on me within three days. It's crazy. So, Oh, wow. Uh, like if I stop taking it, that's a lot of times if I stop taking it, like, uh, people are like, man, are you dieting? I'm like, no, I just quit taking testosterone for two weeks and it pulled all the water weight off me, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, no, if I don't eat carbs, man, it's, it's boring, but it works. So, yeah, I gotta say TRT was one of the best experiences. One of the best things I've, I've, I've done. Like I was beyond, they said my testosterone was at like 200, 150. It was super low. And uh, I just, I feel more energetic. I, I like wake up with boners. I, I, I just, I just don't get tired when I work out. I feel healthier. Um, My test was seven the last time they took it. It was <laughs> Come literally on. seven. And they were like, that's, that's not even hardly possible. And I was like, because they took me off tests. So, but yeah, I tell everybody, if you start taking testosterone, you'll never stop. I also tell them if they start taking steroids, they'll never stop too. So that's why I don't Aren't recommend you supposed to like steroids, not so. take it. You aren't supposed to take breaks and stuff if you take it. 
Yeah, they you're supposed to cycle back and forth between that and something called HCG, which makes your body produce it naturally. But once you get over 40, HCG is not as effective, you know. Um, but uh, most people overdo it. What happens is guys always overdo it. They take one CC and like, man, I feel good on one CC. Two would probably be great. Man, I feel better on two. Yeah. Four would probably be amazing. And then before you know yeah. it, you're out of your mind because anything your body doesn't use converts to estrogen, which makes you, that's when you start losing your hair and getting yeah. acne and crazy. So, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I, I hate my teeth. Like, if you ever see me in a picture, I never smile because my, my dad grinds his teeth. My dad has like no teeth. It's, they're all fake teeth. He, he has to wear like a flipper. My sister, <laughs> missing teeth. And it's like, I'm pretty sure grinding is genetic, but I used to wake up just like pop, 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 middle of the night. Like, so I, I went to the dentist. My dentist was like, are you on drugs? Uh, and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm just stressed. And he's like, why? I'm like, because I'm not on drugs. Uh, but, <laughs> right. but like I've bitten through night guards. It, it's it's the worst. Um, and and uh, so my teeth are grinded down. I had to go yesterday. I, I hate and like luckily I met a guy that I know, one of my daughter's friends became we became really, really good friends. He's an Israeli dentist. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll take care of you. I was embarrassed. Have you ever been embarrassed going to a doctor before? I was embarrassed. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I was embarrassed yeah. for how bad, but like someone you know, like you ever have a friend trying to take care of you and you're like embarrassed to like show them your teeth or you're this or you're that. Uh, Bill, you ever had that issue? Well, I will say something happened last night. This is kind of related. I was doing a show at the Laugh Factory I had a great set. I walk up to the balcony to get one of the comics to, come, to get on the show. This guy sends me, goes, wait, man. He goes, he goes, I love just that. Shake your hand. He goes, take my card. We do we do hair transplants and PRP and help people with thinning hair. <laughs> like right away, like great set. He literally just then gave me a card, like, because he was in the balcony. So clearly he was looking at my bald spot, which I never see, I guess. That's so that was embarrassing. Do. You know, he was like Asian or something, and he was like, "Take my card." And you're like, "Oh, I want to put you in." He was just yeah. no. He was just a he was just a, a guy there for the comedy show. And he saw he looked at my hair apparently, and he goes, "Hey man, I can hook you up with cheap PRP." Oh God, yeah, yeah. that's immediately <laughs> after my set. Yeah, well, I had a I had a little of a breakdown last night at the comedy show because I did my my dime bar show, and there's this girl that for some reason, like, I don't know about you, Sean, but. I, I hate being, I'm just, I'm nice to almost too many people. Like some people are just dicks and I, I don't know why they're dicks, but I get these people that come to shows and then they don't, and then they don't stop coming. Like there's a guy with his mom that comes to every show in Vegas and I, and I get him free tickets. Well, yeah. now he's like stalking fighters. He's got a couple of restraining orders. He oh to, shit. He like went to one, one fighters, like coach died. He went to their funeral to just to get pictures with the person. Like, so I had to ban awesome. the person. I don't know, dude, if you met this person, and he hangs out with his mom all the time, and, and like right. they show up, and, and the comedy club hit me up, but they were like, somebody smells really bad, and they're, they're here for you, oh, and, you're no. and I didn't even put them on the guest list, so I had to be like, you guys, you guys can't come, and I didn't want to be like, so anyway, last night, this girl was coming to my show, and she just starts texting me like, hey, I heard the Jewish people aren't booking Palestinian comedians, just all oh, this. Oh, my bullshit. God. And just constant, like, like someone that thinks they're your best friend. And, and I never respond. Maybe one out of every 10 response, I'll put a heart. Like, I'll just heart it. Like, mm. so she's she's always making videos of me and then posting it on, on her story. And I'm what? like, please take that down. Because I don't know what I'm saying, especially if I'm doing crowd work <laughs> or I'm being mean to somebody. Or 
you know, like I, I work for some corporations, so I, I don't need that. So last night I'm on stage and I'm not having the best set and I'm fucking tired. My kid was sick. I've been up at six o'clock in the morning. Like I didn't, I'm, I'm writing the sketches for the MMA awards. This fighter says he'll do it. I write a song for him. I don't want to do it anymore. You want me to do this song? It's all this fucking shit while my kid. So I'm like, hey, Scott, please stop videotaping me. Right. Five minutes later, she has her phone up again. And I'm like, hey, 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 stop recording me from the state. Okay. Okay. I go, will you fucking put the camera down? And then I'm an asshole. And she and then her friends were like, Why did you record you? I thought you guys were friends. I never uh, asked her to record me. But, so then she's like, We have a beef. I'm like, leave me. <laughs> is she a comic? Who is she? No, just like I thought she was the psychiatrist. I, I don't even know what she does. I don't know what. I don't know how I get myself involved in these things. You can't have a beef with a psychiatrist. That's only if you're a rapper or a comic. Can I get myself involved in these situations? I'm like, Josh, will you just sleep with her so she stops coming? <laughs> like, you know, like, literally, it's just, uh, you know, I get, it's like, I, I get all these people when I, when I go to these shows, and I want to have fans, but then you have these fans that just show up, and yeah. they never pay for cover, and then they just want to, like, you know, you know. Uh, Try to ingratiate they, they themselves with your life. Yeah, yeah you they think you're literally friends. Your fans think you're friends. They call you like, oh, my friend Adam Hunter, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I'm not a friend of yours. No, no, no. And then, and then I, you know, Sean, did you ever have that? Did, did you ever have? Uh... Dude, I've got a, he'll probably watch us and come make my skin into a bodysuit and like kill me and everything. But um, this dude, I met him one time. And from that point on, he texted me every day. From that point on, told everybody he knew me, like, hey, I met your buddy the other day. And they would say his name. I'm like, well, no, I'm not friends with that guy. I met him one time for two minutes. Yeah. And he was telling everybody, but this is the last. Uh, I finally blocked him here. I don't know if you guys will be able to see this, but this is how our conversations go. Is it not going to show up on there? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, These are all him. No yeah. responses back. All him. And this is like, dude, it goes on for months. Every day, no response. And then I would finally respond back to text number one from July 1st. No. <laughs> To text number four from July 3rd, yes, that's a good idea. To text, and I would like thinking he's yeah. going to get the point. You know what I mean? And I finally told him, I tried to talk to him. I said, dude, listen, you got to give it a, a rest, dude. I don't talk to anybody this much. I don't talk to anybody seven different conversations on text a day. Nobody, not my mom, not my brother, not anybody, you know? And then he's uh, like, oh, yeah, so what? Uh, you're just too good for me now? And I'm like, yes, I'm too good for you. I just go ahead and say, yes, that's, I'm too but it's just like I try to be nice, give him rest. I finally had to block him, and then it still shows up on my computer. Somehow my computer's linked to my phone now because they're both, you know, Apple. And so we were doing the podcast here one day, and text started coming through from him. Like while I'm trying to concentrate and talk to you guys, I start seeing him saying that he has firewood if I want some. Oh my and god! Like uh, I don't even have a fireplace. Well, I saw you just got a wood burning stove. I was like, damn it, he's stalking me. You know what I mean, or whatever. Like he's, I just posted uh, that, you know, like a, a two hours ago. But like he's, um, yeah, it's. It gets old, man, and I don't know. I always appreciate like fans, like I really did, or people that just wouldn't want to be friendly. But give it a rest, dude. I used to, if I, mean, I were not I drunk, I, I get comedians like, "Hey, I got an idea for Dana White for a show. Can you get me?" Uh, yeah, give me his number. Yeah, or, or or I'll spend like a year trying to get into a club. Like, I mean, a good year and a half. And you know, people don't realize when when you're not, you know, Joe Rogan, or you're not some fucking guy that you put on the marquee and people are going to show up. It's it's a lot of like. And, yeah. Oh yeah, hit me up next month. Okay, yeah, hit me up next month. And these bookers have a lot of power, right? 
So sometimes it'll take me two years to get into a club, two and a half. That's why people are like, hey, man, when are you coming to Appleton, Wisconsin? Like, bro, this is not, it's not like, yeah. so, so you finally get into the club, right? You finally get the club, you, you show up, and there's a comedian you haven't spoken to in seven years, eight years, nine years. Hey, man, what's up? I saw you're going to be in Wisconsin. Uh, I was wondering if I could do a guest set, right? And you're like, motherfucker, you know? So a lot of times I'll just be like, well, ask ask the club booker, you know? I'll try to put it on someone else. And the club booker's like, hey, this person called up. Can you give him a guest? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the, the Half the time they blow the light, which means like they're supposed to do five minutes. Now they're on minute 12, minute 13. <laughs> And then they and then they have to leave afterwards. They don't even stay for your set, which is like not that I even need the adulation, but motherfucker, like just come in and out, and then I don't hear from them for six more fucking years until I, I'm somewhere right. else. And it's just like, <laughs> like how though, like dude, uh, I know. I mean, Adam, you know, the comedy business is a bunch of fucking awful people. I even had a situation last night where a guy was begging me for a guest set. He's a YouTube guy, like super, like thank you, man, so much. I go. We're really packed. Give me five minutes. I finally had to come up, get him on stage. The minute he gets on stage, he starts making fun of me. He says, I'm a cokehead. It was this guy who's like, hey, man, you want to do a spot? Like, scratch his balls, like, you know, all, all coked up and shit. And, like, makes fun of my material. And then he runs the light five minutes. <laughs> Dude, it, it's crazy. Like, people like, don't What realize, world do you think is okay? They don't fucking realize, man. Like, you know, I stood outside for five fucking years giving out flyers. People spit on me. Yeah. Somebody to get a job. Call me a fucking loser. I saw. That's just your dad. That was. Right. I saw people that like. I saw people that I went to college with that were like now going to Broadway shows. That's where I was. It was Times Square. I'm competing with the Black Israelites, calling me Satan. Okay. <laughs> While I'm begging people to come to Hamburger Harry's. Okay. It wasn't even a fucking real spot where we lied about every comic on the venue. Okay. And then people would come and see you and get mad. That's the motherfucker who gave me the flyer. Like I've, I've expected harassed by more fucking men than, than I, how important is your comedy? Guys would grab my fucking ass. I, I, I fucking slept in my fucking car on so many nights. I drove to fucking San Diego with negative $900 in my fucking bank account. And if I didn't sell material, I'd probably still be there. I didn't have money to get gas to get back. <laughs> I, I got stuck in fucking Korea with no fucking money. My, 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 my thing about, I, I had to hop a turnstile to get back to the army base with negative fucking money. I flew to fucking England. And when I got there, they, they, they denied my papers. I got put in a fucking room with a bunch of hostages, fucking whatever, au pairs and sent home and not paid. Like. Like, I've gotten shit thrown at me. People attack me. Fucking fired from every fucking job. So so now it's like, like not that, like, poor me, but motherfucker, I didn't just jump on some fucking headliner show and say, can I yeah. do six minutes? Uh, like, this fuck, this generation of entitled motherfuckers. It's like, fuck you. Do the work. Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am, okay? And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Not number two, number one. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook, and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well, and so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. 
The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's 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 nothing. That's you burn that off. I don't know, jogging. All right. You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer. I do. I'll try the protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get get rough. Look at look at these guns, people. All right. So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash roasted50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's, she's adorable. All right. No more biting. You got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out Factor right now. You know, sounds like you had to work almost as hard as Brendan Schaub to get on stage. (laughs) I was waiting. I was waiting for the first Brendan Schaub. (laughs) You knew it was coming. I mean, I I used to plunge fucking toilets at New York Comedy Club for stage time. That that was I paid for fucking stage time. I used to have to lay out a hundred dollars and give out free tickets. Well, not free. There was a hundred dollars. People could come to my show. Anyway, fucking, anyway, what am I talking about? Uh, and then the MMA awards. So I write these sketches for people. Dude, last year was the worst because I wrote a sketch for the guy, what's his name? Uh, Barnett, Chris Barnett, who, to do Lizzo, right? And then he was like, I wrote a whole song for him. It was going to be great. And Chris Barnett is this like big black dude that could do splits and this great fighter. And then some crazy shit happened to him. So he, he bailed, but I still have the song. I had to call DC, Cormier, like on Thanksgiving. And be like, hey, uh, what's up, DC? Hey, man, I wrote a song. Anyway, that you kind of look like Lizzo. Fucking, he hung up on me, right? You know, like, <laughs> I had to call him back from a block number. <laughs> and like, hey, anyway, you can do this sketch, bro. Like, so now I wrote one for Clay Guida, which I thought was perfect this year. Fucking perfect. And then he writes back, yeah, man, not feeling it. Can we do a Kid Rock song? So then I spent like, I don't know, three days. Kid Rock, Kid, writing a six-minute Kid Rock song. I'm waiting for him to do it. I got Cyborg doing it. It's going to be really good this year. We're going to have some really good sketches this year. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's hard being like, hey, do you mind me making fun of you for 20 minutes in a song parody? Uh, for- so do you write the whole song parody? Do you like take an existing song, everyone knows IP, and then you write a parody? Like Weird Al? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them like – like all about the cake and chicken. I actually wrote that for Roy Nelson first. Nelson turned me down, gave it to DC, and that got 60 million hits. Like wet ass pussy was just cringe ass Henry. I don't even know how I came up with that. Hello from the Askren side for Ben Askren. That just like, man, that was sad because I was really rooting for Ben Askren to get into the UFC. I can't think of two people that had more of the greatest year ever followed by the worst year ever fighting wise than Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley. Um, Ben Askren was on top of the world. I mean, 17 <laughs> and 0, just killing it. And then trolling Dana gets in the UFC, trolls everybody. Everyone's so fucking hype. 
He beats Robbie Lawler with a bulldog choke that probably shouldn't have been stopped after getting dropped in his head. Yeah. And then gets knocked out in seven fucking seconds by Masvidal. That was so depressing. McCorkle, I was beyond <laughs> depressed. Isn't it amazing that that one, that one knee changed Masvidal's life and Askren's life in yeah. opposite directions? 100%. Like it just one, one crazy happenstance, you know, and it changed both their lives like crazy. Like not only the hardcores really knew who Masvidal was before that, you know, and then all of a sudden he's completely mainstream after that, you know? Oh, um, dude, yeah. even Trump talked about it. Like Trump, yeah. only, I mean, I, I mean, it's Ben took it like, but then after that getting knocked out by Jake Paul in one minute or knocked down, yeah. uh, yeah. And then, so then that followed by Woodley. I mean, Tyron Woodley was just, remember he was murking people. Remember Josh Koscheck, boom. Uh, uh, Jay Haran, boom. He was on a fucking, Robbie Lawler, Darren Till. I mean, he was on a roll. And then it was just, Usman came and then it just became like, yeah. Uh, and isn't it weird now Usman's on a down slide? It's like everybody hits a it's weird in fighting, man. It's like they they always say you get old overnight, but guys like now Usman's lost what like three in a row or whatever it is, and it's like he uh Yeah, he lost three in a row. I don't know, man. He was on top of the world, supposedly the greatest welterweight ever, and then now he's losing three in a row and it's just I'm like always uh, thinking there's some woman in there who fucked up his life. Whenever that happens, I'm like, what bitch came along? Dude, God, dude you might you might be right. If you think about it, even in the Bible, Samson and Delilah, Adam and Eve, it's always a woman ruining everything for, <laughs> you know, for Tiger Woods' wife. Like, everybody talks a woman ruining everything. So, so are you following the Mosfidal chail beef right now? I just no. heard about this morning. I don't know what's going on, though. Okay, so I'll tell you. So Mosfidal, who had what well, came on Ariel. So basically, he went to court, and they dropped the charges against Colby, right? So they, they dropped the charges against Colby, but... Like he got, he was guilty, but is not serving any time. So he goes on Ariel Hawani's show, and uh, man, like, look, I like Masvidal, but I don't think he's in a really great headspace. If I'm being totally honest, because uh, you know he 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 doesn't do any time. He admits he was scared. He said he spent a fortune. And he's like, I want to thank my lawyer Dan Cohen, right? Which was kind of funny. Uh, you got a nice, you know, seems like a really smart Jewish lawyer he got. Uh, but then he, he's like, now I can go back to slapping motherfuckers. People need to get slapped. And then he's like, fucking Colby needs to get fucking slapped. And then oh, he starts, God. He's already saying how, on one hand, it cost him a fortune. He was worried about doing time. And now he's like, man, fuck that. If I see if I see these motherfuckers on the streets, they're getting slapped. This one's getting slapped. That, and I'm like, what am I missing here? Like, uh... It's like, so then he brings up, there's like a minute and a half left of the interview. And he goes, Ariel, you're beefing with everybody. He's like, you and, uh, you and Chael, man, fuck that motherfucker. That fake gangster. He cheated on his taxes. Uh, he was juiced out of his mind, <laughs> cheated his fights. He just starts going off on Chael. And Hawani, I guess, get up with Chael. And he's like, well, no, you know, he's a good guy. But I did win the debate, right? And I'm like, so then, so then. Chael just starts going out on and he goes, he goes, uh, Masvidal, um, he goes, uh, he goes, basically he says, uh, this man went from being, um, uh, sad once the, the BMF belt now getting puppeteered by rich guys who wears Hulk Hogan pajamas. Right. Uh, which he goes, beat it. He goes, don't be two faced. It means the next time you fight, you're going to have, four black eyes instead of the usual two, right? But then he goes, um, 
how many of you are texting me asking for help because you're dull and unfunny? Should I release? Is it does it enough? And he goes, Jorge, can you travel out of state without air marshals shacking, shackling you to a hand dolly like Hannibal Lecter? Masvidal, I do want some. So basically, are you allowed to kick with that leg wearing the house arrest ankle monitor? Uh, yeah. he, just keeps, he just keeps going off. Like, how many of these did you write for? How many of these did you write for Chael? None. None. I no. didn't write any of this. I honestly <laughs> didn't. I didn't even know about that. He goes, if you want to scrap, you have to be one of my students first. Colby Covington, mm, scratch that. Let's stick to things that are possible. Uh, he goes, he just kept going. He goes, Masvidal, I do want some. Just trying to be clear of a few regulatory matters. Is your corner going to give you a juice box instead of water, a prison juice box instead of water? Just keeps going, right? Yeah. So uh, then Chael makes a whole video how they used to be friends, how he has nothing but respect for Masvidal. They fought in Bodog back in Russia back in the day. And Masvidal was beating up a UFC vet while trying to get the ring girl's phone number, like during the fight. And he kept talking all this shit. He had so much respect for him. And so uh, Masvidal writes back and he says, um, uh, Masvidal writes back and he says, basically calls him a, a juice head. And, um, <laughs> and he goes, you know, keep, you know, keep that same energy when I see you. So then um, Chael says, like, what about you thinks that I wouldn't keep this energy about you? Like, you're fucking with the wrong dude. Yeah. Uh, he goes, he goes, you do said, I bet you won't say that stuff in person. Keep your energy when you see me. Right. So, um, Sean, what do you think about this? Uh, I think Chael, he never is going to pass up an opportunity to have any kind of like online beef going to keep his name out there. He makes like 10 videos a day. He's got to be making money off them videos, man. Cause he really does make like 10 videos a day sometimes on the same subject he'll have like four different videos you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh he's got to be getting paid by youtube but you know how chael is he's not gonna i i thought his thing was set up with ariel i guess it was real i thought it was a i thought they were trolling both of them but i guess they really were being serious so um yeah i don't know i, I don't know if they would both fight in person given the opportunity but we'll yeah. see well also masvidal said he, um he's gonna slap colby he called him a fluid gender motherfucker not even a gender fluid. Um, <laughs> and, then when it, and then when he asked who he wanted to fight, he said Joe Biden or Anthony Fauci. Uh, so. Now, we have a girl on the, on, the, on the podcast, by the way. I forgot to tell you guys. But this girl is a complete badass. She is a heavyweight, bare-knuckle fighter, heavyweight MMA fighter. Her first fight was against Gabby Garcia, which she dropped Gabby Garcia. This is like, I don't know, seven years ago. This was a, it was a while back. And then she won her last fight, and she plays pro football. And Bill, she, she played for the guys' team back in high school. She was a monster. Uh, she didn't. Bill played for the JV uh, <laughs> lightweight uh, fucking squad. This girl, like, legit. I watched some of her football things. Uh, Destiny Yarborough, how are you? What's up, Adam? I'm good. And, I'm good. And she's hot, by the way. Like, you won't know if she's wearing her coat. She got big titties. I know. Like, Huge. I do. They are. They used yes. to be triple D's and that stood for dead a damn. damn. And yes. you're hot and you have a great voice. I'm a fan already. I love yes. it. You better stay a fan. Um, congrats on your last fight. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good. I'm still riding the high. So now the girl did hurt you a little bit. She was on top of you, hitting you, but you didn't give up. You Let me stop you there. I wasn't hurt. I was okay. just in a vulnerable position. Okay. She didn't hit hard at all. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. But then you got her back. <laughs> you, did, you had a great duck under, by the way. Beautiful Thank duck you. under. 
Thank uh, you. It was a sweet back take. It was sweet. Oh, and then and then she had full mouth, Bill, and she was just fucking raining down, like uh, raining down punches. Um, that and you were the you were the first female co-main event ever in MMA. Uh, for the Valley Fight Series, yeah, in Fresno. Uh, That's yeah. pretty damn badass. Um, yeah, and she was like, I was, oh, my God, she was heavy. Let's just say that, okay? Well, what do you mean she was heavy? So I weighed in at 204. She weighed in at 229. Our cruiser weight was 205 to 230. Um, the next day when I fought her, I looked at her. When I saw her, I was like, this heifer did not just put on 10, 15 pounds. <laughs> wow. so she was like 30 30 pounds heavier than me when i fought her is there a limit in heavyweight mma for girls i mean it, it depends on your contract like i said we fought at cruiserweight which was 205 to 230 um but yeah um heavyweight is usually like when i fought gabby gabby was about 35 pounds heavier than me 40 pounds heavier than me um i've always been like the little one in the ring so now now she's saying the fight was stopped too early do you agree with her oh. Fuck no. Like, <laughs> fuck no. If, if she watches the video, I had her pinned underneath me with her arm trapped underneath me. I was holding her other arm hostage and I was pounding her face in. Literally hit her 12 times in a row with no response, no defense. The ref was right there giving her all opportunity to escape and she couldn't like it wasn't stopped early. I hit her like 12, 15 times in a row. Like he saved you from getting knocked out. The first elbow I threw is when he stopped it. Like you were about to get elbows rained on you. The fuck? I know, it, was, it, was, it was it was pretty damn awesome. OK, let me see. Uh, let me see if I can see her. I, uh, let me see if I can get this. Um, could you, can, you, can, you, can you guys see this or no? Uh, not so far. All right, no. all right, we'll go back to this. I'm doing a, a, a new Zoom thing. Yeah, it was pretty. All right, I'll just have to hold up my phone. It was a badass. I was so proud of you because I know you were going through some shit. Like, you took yourself off social media, right? Yeah. What yeah. happened? What happened? Um, I was just dealing with life. Just dealing with a lot of life issues, uh, depression, PTSD, and stuff like that. So, yeah. PTSD from what? Uh, I have complex PTSD, PTSD literally from life. Uh, just well, you can you can share with us. We can get deep on this podcast. You know, we like the childhood <laughs> trauma and issues like that. Shit, I'm black in America. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but, but, to me, but to me, you're like a I don't know. Like if I had a daughter like you, I mean, you're younger. Were you 30, 31? Yeah, I'm 33. I'm 33. 33. Yeah. If, I, if I had a daughter that played football, kicks yeah. ass, kicks ass is beautiful, is a fighter. I'd be so fucking proud of you. Uh, yeah, you know, I would, I I love to see, like, I love to hear people say that. Like, if I had a daughter, I want my daughter to be like you. I love that. But what bothers me is what I had to go through to create this character. Like, I don't want people to go through that. So I love to hear that because I want girls to grow up to be strong, independent, smart women and to know how to handle things themselves. Yeah. But how I got to this point isn't what I want people to go through. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what were some of the things that you had to go through? You know, uh, <laughs> it's okay you know, if you poverty. cry. We all cry in this podcast. No. Oh, no, I love it. I, I have a therapist too. I cry to every week. So, um, but no, you know, like uh, growing up, I was the youngest of four boys. Uh, my mom really didn't love me. I was treated like a stepchild, left alone, uh, forgotten, raped. 
um, kidnapped, held hostage. Uh, let's see, I had a knife held to my throat. I've, I've seen a lot, gone through a lot, uh, moved a lot, fought a lot. Literally, when I say I've been fighting my whole life, like it's either physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and that started from a very young age, especially growing up in Oakland, I would fight a lot of dark skinned people. And then when I moved here to Clovis, California, lo and behold, a bunch of, of course, racist people, I had to fight a lot of white people. Um, Wow. Yeah. Were so you, um, were you training at this point? Or was just like street fighting? Just instinct? no. This is street fighting. It was just instinct. Like it's basically like growing up in a family. Like we're I played with the boys street ball in the in the in the street. You know, like catching footballs. Uh, we always played fight. Like, but when I would fight kids, like I would fight kids. My my mom would get on us. Like she used to tell us, like if you lose a fight, don't come home because you about to get your ass whooped. Like. So, Sean, is, is, is this your daughter right here, or, is, or no? <laughs> <laughs> I just was th thought it was awesome that she obviously didn't want to talk about it. And Adam's like, "But give us details of your your dramatic childhood." She's like, "I just lost stuff." Well, what exactly happened? Like, oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was, I was, I was, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, you're good. I don't mind sharing. Like, honestly, like in order to understand why I fight, you have to know my story. So it all goes hand in hand. But yeah, yeah, no, I just grew up street fighting and all that stuff. And I went to like 13 elementary schools, three junior high schools, one high school. Um, like I was always good in school. Smart you were shit. traveling or you got in fights and got expelled or? Uh, we moved a lot moved and on. I got into fights. I got expelled from only two elementary schools only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but well, but I actually, no, I know exactly what she means. I, I went to 12 different schools in 12 years, and it, it sucks being the new person sucks. every year. Like every it is year. Switching yeah. every year. We switched a semester because my brother's got in trouble. So it's a uh, that is no fun being the new the new kid every year at school. Like it's the worst. That part. Yeah. Can you guys see this? Yeah, yeah we can see yeah. that. All right. So this is Destiny's last fight, by the way. So here we go. Yeah. So here we go. Boom. This is the finish, yeah. So see, here she is. The girl's grinding on her. Big girl. She did make you look small, which is hard to do. She's six. Uh, she's six one. I'm five seven. It's not hard uh, to do. Gabby made me look tiny too. And then she comes in, and then watch this. Like everyone's cheering. You you, you definitely coach, have. Coach um, says. Yeah, coach says what? Coach said, uh, "Switch your hips," and I immediately switched my hips, and that's how I took her back. Right here, he's gonna say, "Switch your hips." I switched. Ended up taking her back. And she was already tired, so. Uh, oh, good knee. Oh, that knee, that knee flushed oh. on her face. Oh. Oh. And then she. Nice. Oh, and look, yeah. her arm is pinned. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good stoppage. I mean. Look how many no punches way. she's taking to the face. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, this is the one where she thought it was early? Yes. <laughs> that was late, if anything. Now, was that all your childhood trauma right there? Like you just beating up to her? Was that what happened or no? No, actually, that was just six years of, of BS. Oh my god! That was and just then, six years of BS because I haven't, I didn't, I haven't been in the cage for six years since my oh, wow. Seoul South Korea fight. Yeah, dang, I know. And these are old highlights. Like you haven't even Look seen the new highlights. These are these are when I was like young. I'm tiny. I'm gonna. Yeah, see. Destiny. No, this girl's inside. This is all girls. That was fat. Oh my god, I was so big. Were you a linebacker? Um, I was defensive line, and then I played running back. Oh my so god, I'm so you? mean. Right here, twenty. I'm just running people over. Oh my Shrek. god, this is my favorite tackle. Just body slammed her. 
God, I love football so much. This gets me hyped. Watch me. I've never seen women playing full pads like this before. Yeah, man. We've been around for a while. I've been playing tackle football for like 16, 17 years now. Was this uh, the high school? No, this is. No, this is this is women, grown ass women. This is me running grown ass women over. Oh, okay. So this is like, this is like uh, oh, nice. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of league is that? So, um, what you were watching was the WFA. Uh, we don't speak about them hoes, but I play for now is the <laughs> WNFC, which stands for Women's National Football Conference, and I play for the Texas Elite Spartans, which is based in Dallas, Texas, and we are like the five time de- defending champions. I'm two time champion with them. Um, but yeah, I haven't even posted my highlights from being on Texas Elite because, oh God, I'm still, football is like my, my first love, man. Wow. Yeah, and then Sean, this, you guys need her bare knuckle boxing because this girl. Oh my this, God. That lasted girl, like eight seconds, this bro. This was kind of embarrassing. I got to say. So this girl, you seem too happy. She's all hot. She's in like the sexy lingerie. Uh, <laughs> here we go. This girl. Okay. Sean, you watching this? Yeah. Okay. Wait till you see this fight. Uh, who's that guy? That guy's Repo Rick. He's the one that put on the fight. He's okay, the one now, that owns whoop that I thought that was OJ Simpson. Okay, You're I funny. feel like that girl's gonna get destroyed. And now, okay, so this so is called back, Whoop That Ass Promotions. It's literally yes. called Whoop That Ass Promotions. Yes, it's literally called Whoop That Ass Promotions. <laughs> and then, okay, so here we go. <laughs> he's he's, he's friends right? with uh, Floyd Mayweather Sr. Like okay. Sr., uh, yeah. That yeah. tracks. So she's walking in with like Smokey Robinson to the, to the cage. But and then donk and donk. And then you got to see what that happens. That thing was thangin'. Mm. And you got to see what happens. Give me the fight. feels, girl. Well, now yeah. watch this. So she's walking in with him. And then look at this fight. Sean, you watching? Yeah. All right. Ready? And. God, May. they should hear it. Y'all should hear the connects. Oh. All right. Ready? Oh, fuck. I got to go upstairs because I got this guy. Here, watch this. Boom. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the entire fight. Uh, what, what what was that girl's yeah. name? I have no idea. I was pissed off as fuck for her going. So the thing is, I went into my bare knuckle fight. Like I'm, I grew up street fighting. I'm very comfortable in a street fight. Like I'm down to bang. So I'm like, cool. I'm about to have a, a fight. I haven't fought in six years again. I haven't fought in six years. I'm ex- excited to go against a Mexican brawler because that's what she was known for. But when I looked at her record, she was like six and 23 or something like that. I was like, what the? F-? But she had, thir- so she had over 30 fights experience. And I'm like, oh, at least she has experience. The experience should show up, you know, because you can't overlook experience. So I went into this fight expecting to get hit. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to feel some pain. It's going to be a fight. Um, her first step was backward and I was pissed. Yeah. Like the uh, game plan was for me to just jab her up. But when she took that step backward and I heard that bell, I heard that bell ring. She took that step backward. I got mad. So <laughs> I ended it in two hits and I was kind of upset at myself after that. Cause to get back into USA was five hours. So <laughs> it was in Mexico. Yeah, it was in Tijuana. It was the very first sanctioned uh, bare knuckle fight in Tijuana. And oh, the commissioner, wow. commissioner was there and everything. I got to meet him. So I, I made history two times this year. Cool. <laughs> and it was, called, it was called Whoop That Ass Promotions. And I'm not, yeah. When was the first time you made history? Oh, being born, man. Hey. No, you said yeah. you made history two times this year. What yeah, well, Tijuana. Times? Tijuana and then my fight this past Saturday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. now, are you still a lesbian or are you into guys again? 
Oh my God, that's hilarious. So yes, I still love the women. I still yeah, love what go. you love, but yeah. I'm not a man hater. Like I will compliment a man all day and say that physique is nice. And it, it's like a slim, and I'm, I'm gonna put this to the camera, very slim chance that I find a man attractive enough to fuck, so. Okay, <laughs> that's good. So that so that guy's still special, uh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, but I'll, I'll flirt with the guy all day. I'll flirt with him all day if you just want some attention, but that's all you're going to get. Got yeah. Wow. So you're a big tease. And then. Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> you saw that walkout outfit? Come on, right? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and then OnlyFans? Are we done with OnlyFans? Oh, yeah. I've been done with OnlyFans. I've been scrubbing the internet of that OnlyFans since then. <laughs> oh, God. What were you doing on OnlyFans? Like, what was the then, content? I don't know, man. Use your creativity in that head. Yeah. <laughs> I must, I must, I'm going to say it was more than feet. Okay. Wow. So knees yeah, too. Yeah. Got it. That's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so was that part of you why you were getting depressed? Because you're like, I'm on OnlyFans. I'm, I'm. Oh, actually, no. My, okay. So honestly, my reason for doing OnlyFans is probably like weird and different. Um, because I was like, in a sad state of like self-love. I didn't really love myself back then. Um, and so I'm like, I want to feel beautiful. And I was like, bro, I bet you if I started OnlyFans, one, I can make money. Two, I'll probably start to feel cute because guys will praise me, right? And that's exactly what happened. And then once I got what I wanted from it, I was only on it for like five months. And I was like, all right, I'm out of dupe. So. Because what happened was you were like, I'm not doing any nude pictures. It's very PG. And then I got, people were texting me saying, that's bullshit. I went on our OnlyFans. It was amazing. This and that. It's the best. So there was a lot of, uh, you know. Hey, it, we're grownups. I was nude. Okay, nude as fuck. So did anyone right, roll ever, the video? Roll the video of that, Adam. <laughs> did anyone ever? Did any family members or anybody teachers or anybody that was like awkward? Like, hey, I recognize you from. <laughs> no one knows, but they will now. Oh God! Okay. I kept it. I kept it very under wraps. Like till this day, I kept it very under wraps. I had a manager, so he did that all for me. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, listen. When's your next fight? Um, we're we're trying to plan for February. Um, but we got to find an opponent. I told him I want to fight at 185, but Crybaby still wants to rematch me. Um, but I'm not going to rematch her until she gains some experience because honestly, that's what showed is my patience and experience. I wasn't tired. I was fucking frustrated because all you want to do is lay on me. Yeah. So I, I said, I won't fight her and let her fight somebody else and get some experience. And then we'll see each other down the road. And especially if she wants to fight Gabby Garcia, like, girl, you need to get some experience because Gabby will pound you like I pounded you. So, yeah. right. Right. I, have I was just watching her fight with uh, Gabby. Man, I was just watching her fight. Gabby Garcia had to be 100 pounds heavier than her in that fight, man. It, it, it didn't even look close. Wait, she was like, I swear, I think, she was like, I think she was like 260 or something like that. Yeah, that she's point. massive. And I was yeah. I was two, 220. Yeah, it's like, crazy. You don't look big, though. Like, you look, like, strong, but you don't look, uh, like, you're not like a, like, you, you should you should model. You should be, like, a real model. Yeah, you look like a, you look like a model, honestly. dun 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 it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra featuring the Lawnmower 5.0. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. That's right. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year. 
by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code MMA Roasted. High tech for low places. Manscaped. I'm telling you, people, I use Manscaped all the time. My balls feel amazing. Amazing. Okay. If you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they put their balls, you or you put your balls in their mouth, okay, or they put their balls in your mouth, whatever it is, okay. You want your balls, you want them, you want them shaved, you want them feeling good. It's just, it's a whole new experience, okay? AI is cool, but I think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has seen in the past decade. Now, every man knows how scary it is when going for a close shave. Oh my God, I've I've cut myself. It's it's horrible. And then the whole day you're like, ugh, just just not feeling good. It's just just shaving like your your balls are just ugh. It's and you're wearing boxers and it's just going against you and you're like, ugh, not good. Not good. Okay. Their fifth generation trimmer features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads. A standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade for go smooth whenever your heart desires. Okay, I'm telling you, they also have the Weed Whacker 2.0, which features skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Very delicate. Okay, so get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code MANSCAPED at, no, with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. I promise you, you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today with our folks at Manscaped. You're, people, you're going to thank me when you have nice, shaved balls that feel really good. Check it out, Manscaped. Thank you. I appreciate that. I did one modeling show. I do like modeling. Um, I might get back into it. I just don't know the connects yet, so working on that one. Yeah. Well, um if i maybe my my wife's from clovis so um maybe we could like send you some stuff and i'll 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 like show her your stuff and maybe they could use you because i think you'd be great yeah i took that all the wrong way i swear my head was stuck in the gutter that whole sentence you were saying <laughs> <laughs> oh i was saying uh, any, uh, any way i could help you out I I yeah, don't, don't introduce her to your wife. Don't do it, Adam. She'll steal your wife. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm just playing. No. Yeah, I, I, I'm so honored. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all for that. Destiny, I'm so honored to know you. I'm such a fan. You've come such a long way. I'm always going to be in your corner. I so, appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I got to come see one of your shows next time. I got to yes, make it. 100%. And uh, yeah. thank you and have a great rest of the week. Thank you for having me on. Nice meeting you, fellas. Bye. Anytime. Nice to see you. Anytime, yeah. anytime. All right, that was Destiny. Uh, I what like an her. interesting woman, man. Goddamn. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. in the best way possible. She's like bad. I mean, it's crazy. Right? You, like, ever go like like that? Just, uh. you ever have a girl that was stronger than you, Bill, in the bedroom? or? No, but I've always wanted that. I've always <laughs> wanted... I've always... I've always wanted a girl who, who might be able to beat me up. And I've always... Like, that's why I wanted to date uh, Ashley Marie Smith. I was like... It's just, just to have like a competitive role. You know what Ashley I mean? Ashley Evan Smith. Ashley Evan Smith. Ashley Evan Smith, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried setting you guys up. I, 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 thought, know. I thought it was going to work for a second. She thought about it for a second, then she was like, nah. What about you? Uh, <laughs> well, Sean, you never had a girl stronger, but you ever had like a muscular girl? Uh, no, it's uh, but I'm pretty sure my current fiance could beat me in a fight. So uh, <laughs> we've got some. 
<laughs> we wrestled around playing around one time uh, not long ago, and then I hurt my back right in the middle of it. And I thought, man, she would actually win if we were really fighting. She would have beat me in a fight. Like, that's how bad uh, it's gotten. So it actually uh, was humiliating. That's why I started carrying a gun with me everywhere I went, because I was like, I realized I can't even beat up a 120-pound woman. So oh my it was God. like, uh, that's why everybody's like, would you ever fight like i would fight brandon Schaub still just so just so i could punch him in the face one time but other than that like would you ever come back to fighting i'm like dude i couldn't beat up a anyone in the ufc probably including the women right now like i don't think i could do it with my back i couldn't do anything so uh, uh it's uh it would be a shame it's uh, i always it's funny though to go from being able to beat up almost anybody in the world to knowing that you can't even yeah. beat up the average person walking down the street wow. that's a weird feeling man so. I still would have my. I still think you could beat up ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people in the world, uh, <laughs> as long as the fight ended in the first ten seconds. That, or if they made me really mad by bullying a nerdy kid, like I would. Yes. I still. I got mad about that the other night in the shower, thinking about that, and it made me just as mad as the day it happened. I swear that. that yeah, God. we were at a bar. We were at a bar when I'm Bill. It was like one of my first time meeting McCorkle, and he shows up wearing an affliction shirt. He's got to be six percent body fat. Like I never saw a more jacked fucking it was like in ganu basically and he told yeah. me like i'm on 10 different kind of steroids right now that's what he tells me right <laughs> then then some nerdy guy that was beyond annoying came to our show and was kind of being picked on by like two frat boys sean picked one of them up like like, you know, like and he goes i will fuck you in the ass right like basically <laughs> Yeah, Adam had just asked me. He goes, "You don't have any roid rage or anything like nothing." I said, "No, man, I'm the nicest guy ever." But I saw this dude, this this nerdy kid was. I said he could come to like the bar we were going to because he knew who I was, and I was like, "Man, you're not a fan." He pulled up his Facebook page and it was a picture of me on his cover photo, and oh I was like, God. "Okay, that's a little sad and creepy." You know what I mean? If I'm your favorite fighter. But uh, he said, I just got to go to the bathroom. You guys going to wait for me? I was like, yeah, I'll wait for it. And he goes to the bathroom. He accidentally bumps into this dude who spills his drink or whatever. And the dude draws back like he's going to hit the nerdy kid. And the nerdy kid like covers up his face like scared. And everybody started laughing at him. And I went like, dude, psychotic. I mean, like, <laughs> I have never been that mad in my life. Like, it, it just to, for a dude that much bigger than that guy to, to be mean to the kid for no reason. He just accidentally bumped yeah. into him. So, yeah, I went crazy. He had a, he had a fight against, I think it was Pujanowski. The, he had a fight. He was leaving at 8 in the morning. And Sean spent four hours afterwards in his truck with a gun on him looking for the guy around the college. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't drop Adam go. off. <laughs> I wouldn't drop Adam off. He goes, are you okay to drive home? Because I had to drive like three hours home. I said, oh, I'm going looking for that guy still. Because they had they had broken up the fight, and that guy had gotten on a bus. Because the bouncer said, dude, he's like a UFC fighter. He's like, yeah, everybody's UFC fighter. And he goes, no, like a real one, like a real UFC fighter. And the guy was like, oh, man, I was just playing. I was like, no, no, fuck you. Like, we're not, no, they're not just playing. And so he goes and gets on some public bus and takes off. But I spent four hours looking for the dude. Yeah. I couldn't even remember what he looked like by and the end of the night. Like, but I was still... And, like, he had, to go, he had to fight to Poland. And, like, and I, he spent four hours looking, like, searching this college town, looking for this idiot. I was like, uh, it was crazy. <laughs> that was, like, ten years ago, and I still get just as mad about it when I think about it today. Like, that made so me So what do you so... think that – because I, I kind of get that. Like, so you love protecting the underdog, and you hate bullies. Is there something from, like, your childhood that, like, that makes you think about, like – you know what I mean? Yeah, that, I just – well, I always hated when people would bully people, but like I said, I was always the new kid everywhere, so I ended up fighting people at schools all the time because they thought they could bully me, and they would find out shortly after my brothers were 
basically criminals and thugs. So my older brothers would end up beating up everybody at the school anyway. And then they'd eventually like leave me alone. But I was the nicest, shyest kid ever. And people would try to take advantage of that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. to this day, if I see anyone bully anybody, I go crazy. But it, uh, the dude that did it that I grabbed, he probably weighed 250 pounds, looked like a college wrestler, like pretty muscular dude or whatever. He's like, yeah, those gym muscles don't scare me. And I was thinking, dude, the muscles are the last thing you have to worry about. You know what I mean? Or whatever. <laughs> like it's, and he said, yeah, there's three of us. And I was like, I got a Glock in my car with 17 bullets. So it works out. Cause if you guys jump me, I'm killing all three of you or whatever. And I was, I told him, I said, I'll kill all three of you right now. If you jump me, I said, I'll go out to my car and kill all three. But I was dead serious too. Like it was, man, it makes me mad even talking about it now. Like I can't, uh, John showed me a picture, a video of him in, in high school, uh, Bill, he was doing 360 dunks in high school. Whoa. It, was like, it was like Greg Ostertag or like big, what was it? Big country. Like, like legitimately tearing down the, it looked like, I thought that was a college. That was, co it was college. That was high school. Yeah. No, I was only like 16 in most of those things too. I was like 16 or had just turned 17 yeah. in most of those videos. Yeah. yeah. But, so if you guys watched the black beast last week, what was yeah. that? So the Derek black Lewis? beast, Derek Lewis fought. Did you watch it, Sean? He fought last week. I didn't know he fought. Yeah, He fought in Brazil. And I knew he was in trouble because he's like, he's like, I was tricked into taking this fight. And then he said, he, <laughs> then he said he watched no video. He's like, I'll let my corner watch the video. He's like, I think he's good at kicking, dude. He got taken down. It was a twenty-five minute fight. The guy had broke the record for most time on top of somebody. On top, yeah. Twenty-four <laughs> minutes on top of of Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Made this guy look like Dan Gable. This guy was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Took him down at will. And uh, it was... I don't was, even know how I didn't hear... I didn't even hear about that fight. Dude, I didn't was, know that happened. That's weird. It was just a boring fight. You, dude, they were going to stand the guy up from Mount a couple times. Because the guy was, <laughs> the guy was in Mount. And just holding him. Um, that's but how could that guy not... How can you not, how can you not beat, submit, or, or knock someone out who you have in Mount for that long? I mean, it's I crazy. Think, I think Eric Lewis has such like he could just stand up on you. He could literally just stand up on you. So yeah. anytime the guy would go for any kind of a submission, he was putting himself in danger. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. Then so he didn't want to go for anything, which made the fight so boring. But I don't even. People are like, people have got mad at Almeida. He's one dimensional. This guy's. People got more mad at Almeida for not finishing him <laughs> than they met <laughs> than they did at Derek Lewis. I agree with well, that. If you're, if you're mounted for an extended period of time, you should be able to finish the fight either with elbows, strikes, and submission, something. You should be able to do something, yeah. you know, with it. It uh the good guys will just get higher and higher in the mount and keep sweeping your elbows up higher to the point to where their knees are under your armpits and you can't then you can't explode out of it anymore. You can't get any leverage, you can't do anything. But yeah. a lot of those guys, if you buck at all, they immediately flatten out, like you know, like base to flatten their base because they're scared that you're gonna roll them over, you know. So yeah. Um they just want to keep the position, but that's how you can tell a guy does too much grappling when all they care about is position. You know, they don't try to win the fight. So, okay, so that I mean, I don't know. People got mad at Almeida, but I think he looked fine. I mean, to me, the 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 onus is on the guy getting taken down, not the guy on top. If you you know just to, but the fight before that was a good fight. So Nicholas Dalby, who got cut from the UFC a while back, he battled depression. Blah blah. blah. They put him in as a sacrificial lamb against this undefeated guy named Bone Fiem, right? They were all about Bone, this guy, this guy, blah, blah. They were all on this other guy. And Dalby took it, like took a beating in the first round, and the other guy just broke. And uh, Dalby came back and won. And I love when that happens. 
I love when yeah. they put a guy in as a sacrificial lamb to make another guy look good. And he, oh, it's the, it happens with like Cub Swanson all the time. It happens yeah. with certain guys. They just picked the wrong dude. And Dalby was the wrong guy. He was a six to one underdog, five to one. And he, and he won. And I was, I was super happy, man. I was, uh, I was really, really happy about that. Um, and That's what was funny with me and Hunt. They when they first offered me a contract, I said, "Who am I fighting?" And they said, "Oh, it'll be another first time UFC guy." I said, "Okay, well, I just don't want to get served up to like a, you know, to make someone else look good. I don't want to be because that's what the UFC is famous for bringing in a ten and zero or eleven and zero guy to, to bring in one of their, you know, guys. Oh no, it'll be another first time UFC guy." And then they when they sent the contract over, I was like, "Is this like Mark Hunt from Iowa? Like that? Like that's not like the, the Mark Hunt, right?" They're like, "Oh yeah, but he's lost a couple in a row." I'm like, "Oh, so you just..." Did exactly what I said. The only circumstances I wouldn't fight is if you were trying yeah. to serve me up to somebody, you know, like that was a. Uh... Oh, it's the best. And then there was a guy uh, named uh, Elazio Zaleski Dos Santos who fought this other guy, this guy who beat Kevin Lee, who was also like a, like a 26 and one. His name was Fakradinov. This guy fights like you would think a caveman would fight, like hands down, chin up, going forward the entire <laughs> fights time. Fights like Guida. Dude, even it was like you know how like you we've evolved as fighters, but it's almost like you evolved to back to where Kate you're back to caveman again. Right. He was beating the shit out of the guy, and then he just got caught, and uh, the fight was a draw. But that was a good fight. That was actually a really good fight. Um. So this week we got Jerry versus Pereira. Um. I, I'm still picking Jerry. I I'm, I'm not sold on Pereira because I think that the, those fights with Stylebender he had beaten style bender like twice in kickboxing, although he didn't really win the first one. And, um, I don't, he's only seven and two. The other guy's got, the other guy's 29 and three and one. And he has a guy. How many of those fights are in UFC? Jerry, uh, a, a couple are in the UFC, but against like Glover Teixeira, the guys won. the guy has, the guys won like 15 in a row or something. And he lives out in the woods. He was the guy that basically when jump out, when, when Hill won, he was in like, he was like, Mortal Kombat, like screaming shit. And the, the, the <laughs> guy lives in like, he's like a monk or something. He's just one of these strange fuck. I don't think he has wireless, no cell phone. <laughs> I think he, tur he turned down the UFC several times. He kept saying he wanted to wait till he was ready. He kept saying over and over again, I want to wait till I'm ready. And they were getting mad. Well, we'll never offer you another contract again. He's like, okay, well, I'm not coming till I'm ready. So, uh, and he kept telling him that, but it's, uh, he's so much, if he's he should be a lot more well-rounded uh so i would think he would win uh unless he keeps it strictly standing but his stand-up is pretty nasty too man he's got some unorthodox yeah. wild uh wild stuff when he fought uh oh gosh who was it that he fought i think it was his ufc debut man he was throwing some punches and kicks from angles i've never seen yeah. before just some crazy crazy stuff it was unbelievable um and then uh pavlovich is fighting aspinali I'm a little nervous about this one because I saw an interview just now and Aspinali or Aspinall was saying, um, yeah, you know, I got the toughest fight, the toughest guy with no training camp, but I think I'm going to win. And I'm like, okay, like you just gave me two. Yeah. It sounds like he's already like, yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, he said, uh, that he said he was the toughest guy. Like Sergey was like the toughest fighter he's ever seen. Right. Toughest guy's ever seen. And he's had no training camp. And you're like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's, he's uh setting it out there just to let everybody know. By the way, I, all the odds are stacked against me, so if I lose, there's a reason. But uh, and then Mackenzie Dern, who I've like hung out with at the award show, she was so nice. 
And I felt so bad for all the times I made fun of her because of her fake accent and like missing weight. Like I basically said, I'm sorry to her, but didn't tell her why. Um, and she had this boy, she had this boyfriend or her husband she had a cute little kid. Her kid was three years old and she was playing with my kid, right? My daughter. And she kept pulling guard on my kid. Like, like, that's, like I'm not kidding. My daughter was just staring at her. like wanted to play dolls or like freeze tag. She wanted to like break her arm. Um, uh, she was, like, playing for her. And, and and the dad was like this like light skinned black dude with like a, a cool hair and they looked like the perfect couple. And then all of a sudden started posting shit, right? Like her Instagram, like all his pictures were deleted. And and then all of a sudden she's and every picture she saw him is like an ass pic or going out with the girls or like <laughs> an inspirational quote about how self-help and what you can do to be better. Right. Working videos. And my wife's like, oh, he fucked up. He cheated. And yes. like, I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we, we don't even know they're divorced, right? So now it comes out. I read that like they're divorced. She's paying child support, and she beat him up in domestic violence situation. <laughs> like she was. She beat him up in domestic uh, violence, allegedly, according to people's TikTok videos. Which you know, um, but I don't know. I, I could kind of see her beating him up. He didn't look like a fighter. He was a surfer from Hawaii. Uh, it didn't seem like a real, like he was going to, yeah. Um, I don't know. Wow. So what you're saying is she's single. She's single, uh, and <laughs> angry and, uh, Brazilian. That's what I want. Yeah. You don't cheat on a Brazilian girl. That's not going to end well for you. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, unless you want to be stabbed. Fuck. Yeah. And then Matt Frivola, who's the guy who he got knocked out in seven seconds by Terrence McKinney came back and beat. Uh, he beats beat a bunch of people. I think he beat that guy, Drew Dober. I'm pretty sure he beat Drew Dober. Uh, he's fighting Benoit St. Dennis. That should be a good fight. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really good fights on this. That girl Lupe uh, Gudines, she's the one from Mexico that just she's like fights every week against Tabitha Ritchie. Uh, Jared Gordon, he's the one that overdosed on heroin like seven times, uh, was pronounced dead. Uh, he beat Patty Pimlet, but they gave it to Patty Pimlet. He's farting Mark Madsen, who is a badass Olympian, like Swedish. He used to play for the Lakers, I think. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it's a different Mark Madsen, I think. I know. But he, he lost his last fight. Uh, and then John Castaneda came to my comedy show and his girlfriend walked out. Uh, she was like an Instagram <laughs> model. And he stayed, uh, but they're like divorced now, or I don't know. They were married, but they're not. Married. You broke him up. I love it, dude. You know, who came to my show last night was Cody Bollinger. He's the one that missed weight on the Ultimate Fighter, and Dana White like kicked him out. Said, "Get the fuck out of here." Remember? Um, so anyway, he like banged his girlfriend or his ex-wife in the Ultimate Fighter house. He told me. So now she's <laughs> on Instagram. She she likes all my posts or a lot of them. Uh -oh. she, she's half naked in all her pictures. Like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure she's got a boyfriend. But I told him, I'm like, bro, I don't want to like. Her pictures because I'm, I'm on your team. Uh, I'm like, but don't worry, man. Your new wife is beyond hot. He's like, yeah, we got divorced too. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Great. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, Adam, you were talking about, uh, I won't read the whole status word, but you were talking about how girls, the stuff they post once they break up. Like, I always cracked up because if a girl would break up, she would start posting like, flowers that supposedly someone had dropped off for or a dinner someone had cooked <laughs> for and like she's finally being treated the way she wants like you know and it's uh, obvious it's yeah, all yeah, set yeah. up you know what i mean and 
I said that what they don't realize is their ex-boyfriend just assumes she either has a new gay friend or is dating a florist and chef, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, who is this guy making all these meals and giving her flowers every day? Yeah. And then I said, if she really wanted to make him uh, like jealous, like all she'd have to do is just put a status up, like go and driving through McDonald's before I go have sex with those two black guys that just moved into the apartment <laughs> next to me. Like if they really want to hurt their boyfriend, just say that like on your status and it like, you know, like the no one, no guy is thinking, oh man, I, I should have brought her more flowers or made her more dinners. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to hurt him with that. Like it's, yeah. if a guy is cooking her a meal like that, and bringing her flowers, he's obviously gay. So like, that's not like it's, you know, anything to make you jealous, but yeah, it's uh, I was going to look it up and read it for you. And I realized it's 12 paragraphs, the statuses. So it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be worth uh, it. Dude, there's a couple, uh, there's a mom I know that has three kids uh, who, you know, my daughter's friends with her kid and they just got divorced her and her, the husband. And then she's like dating and this, and like, she has, puts all her dates on Instagram. And I'm just like, oh, man, these poor. Oh friends. my God. Uh, it's like, I used to see some of the wrestling moms. Like there was a couple moms that were like, smoking hot and posting all their workout videos and their ass and like all these dudes are like ex NFL players that are training her. And I'm just like, man, you got three kids. Like, I know your boys. Like I, I just feel bad for the kids. I'm like, no one shame, yeah. have you seen that video where that high school football player, his mom comes and jumps in his arms and wraps her legs around him. Like a girlfriend would. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. No, that's, where's, that's, where's, that's that video? where's that video? Yeah, you got to see that. That's, that's so weird because the mom looks like she's like 21 and the, everybody's like high-fiving him, not realizing it's his mom. And I'm thinking, dude, do you know the <laughs> shit that kid has taken? Like, can you imagine? Um, I know my daughter for a while got upset when she was about 13 or 14. Like, she's like told me one time that her friends would make jokes about me or whatever, you know, uh, to yeah. her. This one was in the UFC or whatever. And she said, like, it's not, she would tell him, like, it's not funny. It's my dad. It's awkward. You know what I mean? Like saying that stuff, you know? Um, but she, uh, yeah, she wasn't a big fan. Uh, she wasn't a fan of the whole big sexy thing. Like she didn't, uh, she didn't like it at all. So which it would be hard at 13 for your friends to act I, like I they bang your dad. To have his mom posting like her legs spread on the internet. I, honestly, oh, God. Yeah. 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 I always thought about that, that women that do porn, like, how are you going to explain that to your kid? Cause you're, if you have a son, his friends are going to find out, even if it was 20 years ago, you know what I mean? His friends are eventually yeah. going to find out. And it's like, it's gotta be, gotta oh. be hard on him, man. Like, yeah. So I just saw that Steve-O was on the MA Hour, right? There's a guy who's had the craziest career. Because I used to work at Playboy. Uh, I was the warm-up comic on the Playboy show. And he'd be just be naked like, in videos. Just his dick out. <laughs> like his dick is out, right? And then when I, when I did last year, when, when I, I did uh, the Legion of Skank, the, the Skank Fest, right? Yeah. He, it was like the crowd work show. So I'm with Brett Ernst and Godfrey. We're like, oh, let's check out the crowd work show. Steve-O's performing. So Steve-O doesn't do crowd work. So he does yeah. like three a joke and people are mad about the joke because it's like it goes on. So he's like, fuck it, let's have a big dick contest. Jumps on a stool, whips out his cock. Like this is like three minutes into the show. And then someone in the crowd jumps on the stool and then he shows their cock. And then fucking we're I was crying laughing because then <laughs> Brett Ertz is like, whatever happened to like where you're from? <laughs> <laughs> And then Joe Rogan came out and started humping the stool. Things got really weird. He's like, he's like, what's your, what's his closer? Gonna spread his ass cheeks? Like, like what a fucking like I remember back in the day, if you did like if you if you like showed your cock, you really couldn't work that off that often unless it's <laughs> Adam's like, you remember the good old days where if you pulled out your D there yeah, would be you Dude, um, so Jake Paul announced he has an opponent for December 15th, his boxing match. 
Um, he's fighting Andre August, who is 10 and one, five knockouts, but his combined record of his opponents are, uh, people are, are, are they, they said is, are, let me see. Like six and 50 or something like that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's pretty close. His, 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 uh, his combined records of his opponents are, but he's a pro boxer. So that's good. At least he actually, I think he has 10 wins. Um, but, uh, his, his, you know, yeah, what's his, funny I, is when you're disappointed, Jake Paul is fighting a boxer. Like that's what I, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, dude, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch him box a boxer. I thought it'd be another celebrity of some kind. Like, yeah, uh, really? Cause I, I feel like it's, you know, yeah. it's yeah. where's Manu Bowl? Yeah, Manu exactly. Manu Bowl's got to win over the refrigerator Perry. That's got to be worth something. <laughs> I'm gonna fight Kano. Willis from different strokes. He put it on Vanilla yeah, Ice. He could actually fight a little bit. Oh yeah, remember he beat Vanilla Ice? Dude, he beat the brakes off of him. That was terrible. Yeah, and then Vanilla Ice had Tank Abbott in his corner for that. Yeah, um, surprised I didn't make the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Dude, that was when celebrity boxing. I remember talking to Bill yeah. Burr about that because he was in my acting class, and he was. It was like the next day of and. It was China versus Joey Buttafuoco, and yeah. was just hitting her in the head, like he was just smacking this shit out of. He, out of yeah, China. he was hitting her full force and like 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 jumping up and down celebrating that he beat up a woman. That was uh, <laughs> that's when celebrity boxing was awesome, man. Like everybody I knew was like horrified by it, and I thought I was crazy because I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I was like, dude, this is the best idea I've ever seen. And then everybody's like, that's disgusting. It's exploitive. I was like, oh, it's kind of like when I find. Like when I talk to other people who think that Trump was a great president, like I do, and then when I see what kind of people they are, like I'm like, wait, that guy supports Trump. Like all the people I know that love Trump are people I I wouldn't want to be associated with. So I'm starting to think like maybe I need to reexamine my life. Like I don't know. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody I agree with politically uh, seems to be the worst people I know. So no, but then the opposite. I know I know people that are like banned from comedy clubs for like grabbing girls' asses or trying to like like finger bang them, like audience members that didn't want this. Uh, and, um, they're like banned and they're like, fucking Trump is a creep. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, Hollywood yeah. for you right there. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mackenzie Dern says grand slams, no hitters and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than fan duel. America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? I'm going to bet I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay? Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.com. 
FanDuel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. Want to bet? That's where you go. This whole fight is still paying my ex. Uh, that's what she's upset. She's like, I realize we always have problems. The last one I went through, the divorce. Divorce is final, but you don't realize how much aftermath is still in. Literally, this whole fight is still paying my ex. It's crazy. I have to get punched in the face, and you work so hard. You do all this. You have to pay like that much of something. Money something. I'll fight here. I'll get it. I'll just make more money. It creates more problems. I mean, yeah, that sucks, but... You know, I mean, guys have been dealing with that for a long time. Uh, yeah. Whoever or pays child support. I mean, so every guy ever, and also you, you, you married like a surfer from fucking Hawaii. What do you think was going to happen? All right, uh, <laughs> that's a that's probably not a career with a real uh, lot of longevity. You know, you're probably not going to be surfing until you're seventy and uh, making money doing it. I don't think so. Uh, so, uh, by the way, have you? I saw a good movie the other day. Have you seen uh Blended? Oh, Adam Sandler? Yeah. It was good? Seems it was like great. It. it was great. It was, I, I laughed out loud. Like, I'm like, this movie's going to suck. Blah, blah, blah. The only problem was they put Shaq in it for some reason. Right. And, uh, and he has no, like, <laughs> Shaq's his friend that he works at the, at the store with. And he's just making stupid faces and, like, crying. And, like, you could tell Shaq thought this was, like, a YouTube sketch. Like, he didn't think right. it was like, like it doesn't fit into any part of the movie. <laughs> like, but, I'm surprised uh, Shaq wasn't giving things to people and then having it filmed and acting like it was random. Like all he does, all Shaq does now is film him giving buying an iPad for some like poor kid and then being like, make oh, really? sure I knows that he's always giving stuff away all the time. Dude, oh you should God. be giving stuff away all the time. You know, like yeah. he, uh, that's every video is him or he just lies. He tells. He said he owns the other day. He was like, yeah, I own Marilyn Monroe. I own Elvis Presley, like I own all these brands. I'm like, actually, you don't. I know the guy that owns that company called Authentic Brands Group because he bought Tap Out and he offered me a sponsorship deal. And I went to dinner with him. His name is Jamie Salter and Shaq owns a very small percentage of that company. So I bought a share in Microsoft. I'm going around telling everybody I own Windows. Yeah. I own everything <laughs> Microsoft like does but Shaq's his lies man that dude lies more than joey diaz like well maybe not more than joey diaz but he lies. <laughs> oh boy yeah. yeah you know people all the time get mad at me for saying people get mad at me saying joey diaz lies and i'm like dude i've heard him tell 10 stories that i heard my uncles tell when i was eight years old so unless oh, it's so entertaining that's the problem I, yeah. I honestly think that people don't even care if they get lied to as long as they get yeah. lied to as long as it's way. funny yeah. Honestly, like that. Like if he would tell those stories in a boring way, you'd be like, whatever. But then you hear like Hulk Hogan. Like as long as it's a, you know, they tell these stories. So game bread MMA. I don't understand. Sean, explain this to me because you were a, a fight promoter. So they have like this amazing card this Friday, game bread right. MMA on YouTube for free. The whole card's for free. Um, uh, and, and they're paying because he's like, I guess Masvidal on Helwani. He was like, yeah, man. He's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to build it up, keep putting out good stuff. And, uh, you know, my stuff's not for sale. He's like, I know he goes, I need to get the right person to buy it. I'm not, and basically said, fuck it. So it's Alan Belcher versus Roy Nelson. Alan Belcher, by the way, 
Wow. He looks nothing like he used to look. He is yeah. looks like Shrek. I mean, he's just fucking huge. <laughs> he's fighting at heavyweight against Roy Nelson. Right. And then it's uh, Costa versus Jason Knight, who went by Hick Diaz. He's like, this guy makes Bryce Mitchell look like a liberal. I mean, this is yeah. like, yeah. and then it's Chase Sherman, uh, who's also against Semenatofa. That's a great fight. Um, it's Curtis Millinder, Hector Lombard's in this on this card. Uh, Dude, 10 whole- years ago, this was the best card ever. Fernaldo <laughs> this card. It's so stacked. He had uh, Alex Nicholson and Dylan Kleckler on there too, but uh, Kleckler tore his uh, pack muscle or whatever. Like he's, uh, dude, he's paying. Dean Tool is actually a friend of mine. He's his co-promoter or his partner. I don't know how they're paying the guys what they're paying, but he, he's paying more than the UFC for the same slot. Like a preliminary slot is whoa. paying more than the UFC pays. I don't know how or whose money they're burning or what they're doing, but they are they are spending some money, man. Like it's crazy. It is. I don't know. know what? It's somebody. He has a, he has a pro- primary investor. Who wants to launder money before the end of the year for a tax deduction? Deduction. I mean, for free. Dude, it, how much money? I mean, I don't even understand laundering money. Like, I don't even understand the concept of just putting money into something that you want to lose money. I mean, yeah. Well, why would this has got to? Well, cost- no, they would launder money. They would like. Let's say you have. I don't know. Let's say you have a bunch of drug money and you have to show where you got it from. So they would say, "Oh yeah, we profited five million dollars on that show." you know, like in ticket sales. And then that way you have a, you have an excuse for where your money came from, as opposed to yeah. you just made a $3 million deposit in the bank. And they're like, okay, you don't have a job. So where did that money come from? You know, I used to okay, launder money. So I know. Okay, okay, but somebody's putting, let's say the payouts are $2 million, right? Let's just say Nelson's getting 500,000, Bell's getting 500,000 and the rest, let's say $2 million, right? And, for, and, for, and then they're streaming it on YouTube. They're not, they're the, the, they're not selling tickets. It's, it's in Mississippi and they're selling some tickets, right? But this is yeah, not going to be like, I'm not selling 50, you know. So where does that money, so they get it investors, they put in the money, and then there's no return on it. And he says he's got nine, he's got, he's got nine shows booked for next year. Sean, how does that work? The, somebody, either someone really rich wants to be in the fight business, and they like, uh, someone told me this before I started promoting fights, and it was the truest thing I ever heard. They said that promoting fights is like throwing a party for yourself, because at the end of the day, you're not going to make any money, and like you're the center of attention, you're the promoter, but you don't make any money unless you have a TV deal. But if you have, let's say you have $10 million that you're either going to go to jail if you don't explain where you got it, or you have to, you have to lose a million dollars on an MMA show, but you can say you profited $10 million. You can lie about what ticket sales were. You can lie about what merchandise right. sales were. So you can lie about $20 million. He, let's say allegedly made on illegal drug money. So he puts right. $2 million into this, but says he made $20 million on that. But yeah, but says he made $10 million, uh, and then he puts it in the bank, and then that way you have a way to explain it. I mean, they probably don't say they made that much, but that's just the way. I used to sell – I used to ship appliances and electronics into Mexico, uh, like used appliances and electronics, and sometimes the guys would be like, well, just send me a trailer load. I don't, I don't care of what. And I'd be like, what do you mean you don't care of what? Just send me a load of appliances, whatever. And I'm like, well, you guys don't do like 220 down there. You don't use dryers. They hang their clothes out in Mexico. Like, well, just send me whatever. And um, and it was because they wanted to say that they brought a load of appliances across and that they pay, you know, 5000 for it. But then they say they sold it down there for 30000 Plus, they wanted to use my trailers. I had a guy actually offer me a million dollars if I would send my trailer across with my driver and send my trailer. He just needed the trailer for two days to, uh, to quote unquote, unload it. And then he was going to send it back and it had to make a stop in El Paso uh, for a day. And then oh, he was going to pay me a bill. So th- Sean, like, has a list of things, right? Say there's like a job fair 
and Sean shows up, right? And it's like doctor, <laughs> lawyer, uh, accountant, whole pick, puppy breeder. Like, he, like he just <laughs> <laughs> like everything you get involved in, Sean is kind of legal. Uh, <laughs> I did used to import uh, fake or uh, like bootleg video games from the Philippines. Um, like for a dollar a piece, bootleg PlayStation games and purses that were fake Louis Vuitton ones. I used to do that. I would <laughs> import those. I had a marijuana grow in Detroit for a while that I funded. I had a, I've had been involved in a lot he of shows stuff. Me a video. Jesus Christ. He shows me a video of him telling a crowd for no reason, I'm on steroids and there's nothing you can do about it. No, so that, was like, to the, that was to the Athletic Commission. <laughs> My first show I promoted, the Athletic Commission was there, and they were giving me a hard time, like saying that the cage, right before the show starts, there's a spot in the cage that needs fixed. And I'm like, what do you mean? There's a part coming up that has to be fixed. I'm like, I can't I can't fix it now. You guys inspected it yesterday. What do you, well, it needs to be taped. Like, just give me a hard time. So right before the show starts, I got up, welcomed. You know, there's probably a 1,000 people there. Thanked everybody for coming. And I said, by the way, I'm on steroids now, and I took them the whole time. I was fighting as a pro fighter, and there's nothing that any of you can do about it, right, to the Athletic Commission. <laughs> Sitting there, uh, cage side, and everybody started cheering. But uh, yeah, that was my way of getting them back for making there, there my life. So many times, uh, Bill, there are so many times that like people pissed me and my wife off, uh, and uh, and I'm like, you know, McCorkle, I'm never going to use this hand, but he told me he could ruin people's lives. Like he has a he has a way of getting people fired from their jobs, uh, yep. of getting people kicked out of colleges. I'm like, well, I'm like, we're not going to go here. Then how but is Brendan's shop still working? Like, <laughs> because the whole thing with Shab, it was so funny. Everybody's like, why do you hate Shab? I was just trying to do like what Chael Sonnen did to Anderson Silva, like troll him into like an online battle going back and forth so I could roast him. And then I was going to start a podcast off of it. But everyone keeps warning him not to say anything back to me. And I keep telling people, stop telling him not to say anything back. Like, stop warning him, you know, like it's I want to get into the thing. But uh, yeah, no, I don't genuinely hate him. I did one time. Uh, I told you about when I got it. I broke that. Actually, here's one for you. I've never told you. My um, my son was on an undefeated basketball team in his school, like the first private Christian school to ever be undefeated, be playing for a state championship his senior year, right? And my son is averaging, like he played in, in 90 seconds one time. He scored tr like 14 points in 90 seconds when wow. they put him in. He hit four threes and, a and two free throws. So he never would get in because and I kept trying to figure out why can he not get in the game? Like, what is the deal? And he's like, I do really good in practice. Well, I found out there were rumors that uh, some players' parents were blackmailing the coach because he had broke rules, um, like he had broken rules recruiting players, and that they they'd found out. They said if they didn't, if he didn't play their kids, then you know, like they weren't oh, good. Their kids sucked. So I thought, let me see if I can get in his email. You know, like let me just see. So I start like I. I get on his email address and I type in his kid's name, doesn't work. Type in his kid's name with the number one, doesn't work. Type in a few different combinations. All of a sudden, welcome. Like I'm on his email, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I figured out his password on his thing. Oh, God. I couldn't believe it. So it's usually someone's kid's name with the letter one or a letter one with like an exclamation point after it. That's when I've broken in people's emails multiple times. Holy in the past. shit. You, you basically could almost break into my email right now. I can't believe yeah, that. It is, that's literally yeah. my password. <laughs> yeah, either it's your middle name or your birthday. There's combinations, but I've done this more than once. Um, I've broken in. So I get into his email and I look under his saved emails and there's a letter from a parent like saying, I know about this. I know about that. If my son doesn't start getting three quarters playing time a game, 
you're going to be fired. You're going to be outed. So I immediately print it. And then I set up a meeting for the coach and told him, like, we've got a problem. I, I feel like you've been hearing rumors. You've been being blackmailed to give players time ahead of my son. It's not fair. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, blah, blah, blah. I said, really, do you know about this? And I hand him the email, you know, or whatever. And uh, he's yeah. like, oh, you made that up. I'm like, really? It's from your email address. And I said, I can get in any, I had him convinced I could get in anything he had that I had some computer hacker whiz. And I said, I've got a lot of other stuff on you too. And so he's like, well, how many minutes a game do you want my your son to play? I'm like, dude, I'm not oh, blackmailing you for playing time for my kid. I'm saying be fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. he scores 14 points in 90 seconds, maybe play him a little bit the next game. You know what I mean? Like maybe have a chance. But uh, I also broke into a guy. It's a long story. He was an airline pilot. Uh, and I broke into his email and made some uh, menacing comments uh, to the Secret Service about how if George Bush doesn't start changing some of his politics, uh, we're going to need another 9-11 to happen. And he, the guy was actually a pilot, you know, or whatever. Keyword was a pilot. So I'm, oh, not sure. no. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened, but he had really crossed to me. So, um, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a long story. But... Did I keep that or, or no? It's been keep 20 it. years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was 20 years ago. So. It, uh, oh my yeah. God. You know, I honestly think that you should start like a service, like a, like a, like, Hey, yeah. like Norm McDonald dirty work. Yeah. Seriously. Like that, <laughs> I honestly think that like companies, I hate, I hate to say it, but like, sometimes like, you know, how, like with companies, like they just, don't, they don't, they don't respond until you fuck with them. Like until you blast them, like, like, mm. like, like insurance companies won't work on your house, even though they should. And so like, they should be like company that like, I thought about that where I'm like, hey, listen, if someone's fucking with you and and like we decide that happen, I know if X amount of influencers and you start putting it on blast and then like th that that might Dude, be that I told you about on Christmas Eve when I wrecked my Escalade and they said they weren't going to cover it right because they said I was three days overdue paying my bill. I was like, I paid my bill a year ahead of time. They'd send it to my old address, even though I've been living at the new address for three years. And they're like, well, we're not covering it. You're talking like $100,000 in medical bills and damage to my car and everything. I was like, no, you guys are covering it. I've been with you for... 20 years i've never or no 30 years i've never had a claim never had anything always paid a year ahead of time so i had them convinced i was going on joe rogan's podcast in six weeks and that it was going to be a three-hour commercial for how terrible their insurance company was and i was like google my name you'll see i'm on his schedule just the thought that and it wasn't true i wasn't going on but they believed it and man they covered that quick they had their vice president of the midwest call me listen it's no problem we're we're covering it you'll have your check this well, week you know, company, same thing. The, the guy drove into my house and they wouldn't yeah. take it. They, right. they, they ignored my wife for five months like once a week finally i was like all right put a blast on instagram blast on this the guy called me on a saturday saturday at six o'clock at 10 minutes after <laughs> hey man i'm really sorry about that i dropped the ball uh the money was in in an hour and I'm like, motherfucker, yeah. like, imagine I didn't yeah. have, imagine I didn't have yeah. like people, people just get fucked. You know, Dude, yeah. I got, I got Nate. Remember when they did this, uh, the, uh, what is it? The petition for Nick Diaz. Cause he got five suspended for five years by the Nevada state athletic commission. They tried to get a million signatures on something. So the white house had to comment on it. I got in like 18 hours. I, I, like texted or not texted i on twitter sent out tweets to every person i knew that had more than five thousand uh followers begging them to retweet this thing to sign it for nick diaz i got him six hundred thousand signatures in like seriously like 18 hours like and so they ironically it made the million and they had to comment on it or whatever and then sure enough they reversed the thing like shortly thereafter awesome. like that pressure went on there 
but it really was like a snowball. Like I hit up everybody. Like I know a couple of pro wrestlers that have 500,000 followers on Twitter. And I said, can you retweet this for me and ask your people to retweet it? And then it just snowballed like share ended up retweeting it. It got crazy. Like it got insane, man. Like it was just like person after person started uh, doing it. And they have 600,000 signatures, like in less than a day. So on that, you know, when the on that, came to your comedy show, were they cool? Well, it, uh, it was only Nick. It was Nick and Jake and Gilbert, uh, Melendez and, um, I forgot who it was, but Nate didn't come now. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. Was like Nick laughing? Were you looking to see if he was laughing? I mean, he was like way in the back, but he stayed for the whole show and hung out afterwards and took pictures. So I don't know. You yeah, know, yeah. he was like, you know, he never really spoke. I was like, it's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're the nicest dudes ever in person, man. I tell people that all the time. They're like, we're the Diaz brothers. Like in person, like the most polite, nicest people Very you've polite, ever met yeah. in your life. Like they really are. It's crazy. But you know, Sean, I, I was thinking he was like, Nate was like, hey man, come train with me tomorrow. I'm like, I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you use your if you use your genius and your and your skills for the purpose of good imagine you could be a billionaire right now <laughs> probably so <laughs> unfortunately i only get motivated when someone makes me mad if i could get that motivated like uh like i really will like i'll make it my life's goal like i've told uh, walmart made me mad one time on refilling a prescription for me um it was one of them things where it was for pain medicine and they were like uh if you refill this we only have 10 right now but you can get your other 110 uh in two days when we refill it and i'm like i think that's not i think you have to give up the prescription if you take a partial like on narcotics they're like no that's not the case i'm like okay you're positive right yeah so i take the 10 and then the next two days i come in to get they're like no you gave up your prescription for the month because you took the partial that's the way it is and i was so mad dude like i went crazy and i ended up getting a hold of somebody i spent like a full day just getting a hold of people emailing people at walmart like the higher up, the highest up I could go guessing their emails, you know, because I look at like everybody's like their first initial with the period, then their last name at Walmart. So I look up who their board members are, who their CEO is, who their whatever, and just start sending email after oh, email wow. before you do it. They had a regional manager call me, somebody that's over the entire Midwest United States call me and apologize. They also thought I was going on Joe Rogan's podcast. So that's my go-to for <laughs> it, you know, or whatever every that's time, but yeah, I have to get that's my problem to get motivated. You have to offend me to look for you for four hours after a, a night out. <laughs> you have to you have to make me mad to use that yeah. power. I love that. I'm so like Bill, the incredible got, Hulk. So Bill, what do you got coming up? Uh Vegas, Laugh Factory, Tropicana, the 13th through the 19th. And uh, I don't know if this comes out today. I'm yeah. doing that show Leg Day. Oh, me too. Tonight? Yeah, tonight. Oh shit! So I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, it's is this people humping stools? Is that the whole thing? Whatever it is, it's sold out. Sold the so, fuck out. Yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome. called Leg Day. This guy Renee Vaca, man, another one of these guys who like just blew the fuck up on on social, yeah. social media. Like he went from you know, hey, running little shows to selling out five hundred thousand followers, and he's a nice guy. He's a nice. So it's like. As long as even with Matt Reif, man, Matt Reif's been nothing but kind. So I, yeah. I'm never, gonna, I'm never gonna badmouth anyone for having success because that's the kind of success I want to have. So yeah, seems uh, like that guy's. I think I've seen him. I think he's really funny, isn't he? He's. I know really, that name. Like I've seen a couple funny. clips of his. He looks like a Ford model, you know. So women, uh, want women drive five hours to look at him and, and laugh, <laughs> <laughs> like, which is crazy because. It just shows you, I don't know, you would never have a hot chick that any guy would drive five hours to just hear them do comedy. Uh, like, yeah. I'm, like unless they, like, uh, uh. I mean, can you, can, you, can you think of one? 
I mean, I, I, I wouldn't do it, but I'm sure there are plenty of losers who would do that for hot girls. Yeah. Name one. Name one. I mean, name. When does this ever happen? And it seems like it's girls that support other girls do comedy. Like girls support Amy Schumer. Girls support Eliza Schlesinger. Some guys do. They go, or they go with their girlfriends. But like single dudes are not like, oh, I'm going to. But women just fucking fly yeah. to, to see. I, I think you'd probably have to have, if you had a porn star woman who they do their tours or whatever, like I don't know what they do on tour when they go to strip clubs or whatever, but. If they were doing something like that, like comedy, I bet they would have some of those weirdos that are yeah, waiting to. Yeah, I think it's Matt, Matt, Matt has also Matt has also convinced people that he's this like sweet, innocent Midwestern guy from Ohio, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to the derelict he really is. So I think they, they right. still think he's oh this sweet little guy got famous. I'm like that guy's he's a Hollywood kid. No, I he's think they think they're gonna fuck him. I think they think they have a shot of fucking him, and maybe they do. Yeah. But women, women yeah. just come out. In, Dude, they, they come out in droves. Like that, like yeah. it's uh I gotta see if this is the same guy I'm thinking of because I'm not good at telling you who's good looking or not when it comes to men. So I don't well, I, Matt I can't Ryan tell you pretty obvious. Man's good looking. He's, but it's crazy. It's hard I mean, to not uh, to notice. Yeah, I that's know. the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, he's he's kind of funny. I've seen a couple things he did that were funny. Yeah, he does he, he's a funny guy, but women women are just getting in their cars and drive and driving six hours to see him. <laughs> uh which which normally doesn't happen as a comic. It happens as a band. Yeah. Bands will do it. Women will, you know, drive to go see, you know, One Direction or something. But uh, do you are, think he's good looking? Uh, I don't yeah, know. He's a good I'm, I'm bad with what women with what, who women think are good looking. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, in like, uh, you know, Pretty Boy, like, but also like Jack kind of do. I don't, you know, I don't think he's. Uh, but I mean, women thought Dalia. I never saw it like Dalia. Women thought Dalia was good looking. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, women, girls, it's you know, it's kind of gray area there. It's not that hard to impress a 17 year old. Women like women used to love Russell Brand. Like I, I never understood that type of good looking. Like I, I, it's like they look. Homeless. I mean, they're tall. That he has an accent. The long hair. Well, I don't know. Women like it. I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. Women apparently love a British accent. I didn't know that either. That's apparently like I've I I knew a couple dudes that were fighters that had that would fake like British accents because they said women loved it. I was like, that's that's a it's a tough act to keep up. I think, man. Yeah. Oh, wasn't um, Wesley supposed to fight on this car? By the way, wasn't uh Todd Duffy supposed to box Ben Rothwell on this card? Uh, let me guess. He pulled out. That's the I love Todd Duffy as a person, but that dude pulls out more than I don't know someone that pulls it out a lot. Uh, <laughs> Not as, much anybody as, who pulls not as much as they can, that dude, I'll say that. Yeah, he, uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, same old stuff, man. Nothing. Uh, actually, I, I've been trying to tell you all, all fair. I, I came up with the greatest idea ever uh, for my YouTube channel slash podcast, but I don't want to give it away on here, but it's going to be amazing. So I'll have to, okay. I'll, I'll text it to you after. I'm not looking forward to this text. Uh, so... <laughs> And uh, all right, I will be at the at the Strat LA Comedy Club at the Stratosphere December fourth to the tenth in Las Vegas, uh, and then in Naples in the New Year, and also in Miami in the New Year. So uh, thank you guys so much. Have a great uh, have a great week. Uh, love you guys. Take care. Love you all right, see you guys.